KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. We've talked a lot about how the COVID-19 pandemic has been and continues to really hurt the restaurant industry. We've kind of talked about it in broad strokes, and also we've kind of gotten boots on the ground. In a recent episode, we talked with the owner of the Monarch and Red Lion Diners in South Jersey as he prepared for outdoor dining to be allowed in the Garden State. We kind of wanted to stick with that concept and now head out to the suburbs of Philadelphia, out to Collegeville, caught up with Steve and Patrizia Carcari. They are the owner owners of the Collegeville Italian Bakery. It's a wonderful place. Obviously have sit-down dining, but pizzeria, bakery, ice cream, wholesale, grocery, and more. Spoke with them about how they've adjusted to the pandemic. Obviously no more sit-down dining for the time being, and got a feel for just basically what the last three months have been like for a place that really is kind of the heartbeat of Collegeville. Give a listen. Let's just kind of start overall. What have the last three months been like for you? Take me back to mid-March when everything went sideways. Uh, what were things like there that first week or two? Chaos. Um, we scrambled at first, but then we're like, hey, you know what? We'll just implement our Christmas Eve drive through on a daily basis. It, it took a little bit of adjustment because usually they are pre-ordered, um, like if days, if not weeks ahead of time. So we have an idea of what we're looking at. Or here is... People will call and we'll give them about 45, 50 minutes for their order, like pizzas, sliced lunch meats, because supermarkets weren't slicing lunch meats to order. So that has kept us very busy. Were you guys able, did you have to close at all at the beginning to just kind of order? You pivoted on the run. Not, no, we, we've been open every day, seven days a week. Yeah. Since we are grocery, I, um, a marketplace also, milk, bread, eggs, we were considered essential. able, essential to be stay open. And we make bread here on the premises, too. So how difficult, because you said you guys had the drive-through for Christmas Eve. So you will, you at least knew what your capabilities were and stuff like that. But now you had to expand it, change it. So how difficult was that, getting the employees on board, getting the customers to know what you needed from them? Uh, you know, how, how difficult was it? You know, I, I think... Matt, since we're, I mean, we've done the drive-through for almost five years. Christmas Eve this year, we did 50 cars an hour. So we pretty, pretty got the system down. Uh, well, we have the system well, down. Yeah, <laughs> it's pr- pretty easy. Uh, but the way it worked was you would call, you would order, you would prepay, and then you would drive around. We have signs outside to tell exactly where you go. And then we know who, you know, you pull up, we get you everything you needed and what you ordered. But the only problem really was in the beginning was where our high school kids, a lot of parents, you know, they didn't feel comfortable with their kids working. So we were very, very short on staff. You know, I think we were at four at one time on the pizzeria side. And uh, full timers were pulling a lot of long days. So it really um, it was exhausting. Um, we're grateful. However, we were all running on empty because we worked up. A lot of hours. <laughs> and and our, our thinking was, Matt, why complain when we're able to be open and there's places still aren't open and may not reopen. And, you know, we were fortunate to go seven days a week. And, you know, we're very, very thankful. Tell me, take me back. If I call you in February, obviously you were dining. in. Did you offer takeout and delivery in quote unquote normal times? 
Uh, takeout, yes. Uh, we do not deliver. So what percentage was takeout? Was it a significant number or was it not really a, a, a tangible Oh, yeah, no, percentage? significant. It was significant? Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. Probably about, like, uh, what, 60% more takeout yeah. than eating it. 50, uh, maybe more 60% taking out, 40% eating in. That's interesting because a lot of places the takeout is kind of just uh, an, oh, by the way, more of a convenient factor. So it right. was a significant part of your business yeah. model mm -hmm. already. Right. I, I mean, Matt, a lot of people get confused until you come here and see, like, that's why we always use the slogan, we're more than a bakery. We have capability of almost close to 100 people that can see, sit here and eat inside. And people don't realize that until they come in. It's it's more than a bakery. It's dining. It's, you know, pasta dinners. It's a pizzeria. It's Nutella bar, ice cream, water ice. It's a little bit of everything. How about is outdoor seating something you guys have had or are thinking about? We we came up with a, a system. It's BYOTC, bring your own table and chairs tailgating in our parking lot. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to go something outside the box. We're, we're, not, we're, we're not comfortable bringing a tent in here. Uh, with all the system you got to do with tents and tables and lighting. And it's a whole new ball game. We're comfortable. We're, you know, we're not greedy, Matt. We're thankful that we're very busy with takeout. And we do still have the option, Matt. You're able to still come in, but you just can't dine it. So we still have people that still come in. They wear the mask, which they have to. Our employees wear the mask also. But there are uh, customers who don't feel comfortable still, and they come through the drive-thru. But we're not going to do um, any outdoor eating. But if we we have had people that are already tailgating out there, which we're fine with. How much of what, like the drive-through, do you see a scenario, let's go hopefully only six months and we are really close to back to where normal, there's a vaccine, everybody's taking a deep breath. Do you think the drive-through is going to stick around more than just Christmas Eve or are you looking forward to not having to do it anymore? You know what? We're asked that question every single day. Their customers love it. You know what? To be honest with you, Patricia and I talk about it. I don't know if we're going to do it seven days a week. You know, there's, there's pluses and minuses with that. You know, you do lose the impulse. So you came in and you have an order and you see something else or you do this or, you know, the kids come in. So there's pluses and minuses. We might keep it maybe just for Friday or Saturday. You know, we're in the talks. We're not sure exactly what we're going to do with it. But we do have the capability of, of using it, but we're not sure exactly the, you know, if we're going to do it. Uh, you mentioned being more than a bakery, and you've got so many different aspects. Are there certain aspects that have struggled more in this current situation than others? Are there some that have outperformed what they normally do because of the circumstance? Um, our wholesale business, because we deliver to other um, restaurants, pizzerias, stuff like that, and with them being uh, closed down or not being very busy, our wholesale has been down. Yeah, the, the Detroit. uh, yeah our Detroit-style pizza is just flying, Matt. And oh. what's funny is people think it's new. It's it's not new. It's been here since day one. We're going to be five years in June. Yeah. Five years in June. And all of a sudden, since covid came around the Detroit pizzas came with it <laughs> and it's just unbelievable. And that was our goal from day one is to do something different. Like when we decided to expand to a pizzeria, are you crazy? There's so many pizzerias, but the way Patricia and I wanted to do it was something different, bring something different to the community. So the only thing Patricia and I knew about pizza was eating. And for us to make it successful, I went away to California and learned probably from the best guy in the world. His name is, his name is Tony Gemignani. 
And I went there and sponged every piece of information I can get out of Tony. To this day, I still pick up the phone and call him and uh, have great dialogue with him. And we went and learned different styles where we do Detroit, St. Louis, California, Connecticut, just different styles from around the world. But the Detroit pizza, and you're talking a couple hundred a night we do now, which is crazy for just one style of pizza. But it's different. And is there anything that the circumstances you think lead to that? That Did it just, you, you, you pushed it a little bit and it took off and word of mouth? And, you know, is there anything you can point to to say, this is why this has spiked. We're still trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I, I, whether it's because people are at home with more time on their hands, seeing, um, he didn't do anything differently than his normal, like posting a picture here or there or a little video. I guess people just being home and bored and hungry, maybe. Matt, I think that's the business we're in is word of mouth. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's the best advertising a mom and pop shop can get is word of mouth. And I think, you know, that really helped us with the Detroit. You guys are so community-based, and how difficult has it just been from a personal level? I'm sure a lot of oil customers still come through, but it's different. You can't kind of walk out, spend 10 minutes talking with them. I mean, just from that standpoint, how hard have the last few months been? I guess it is. It feels kind of a little impersonal now, um, whereas before – um, shaking hands, shaking hugging, hands, hugging uh, the norm here. Um, our pizziolas of the day we can't yeah. do. Birthday kids, yeah. pizza making kids, parties yeah. we do every Saturday, which is, you know, a fantastic community event that we do every Saturday. You know, sometimes you sit and you chit chat. You know, just getting caught. You know, you're catching up. And now these days, it's just like, like in and out. Like you know what I mean? You do what you need to do in and out. So it just feels a little impersonal. If this drags on for several months, are you guys okay where you'll be able to still maintain what you're doing? Or does it hit a point where if you don't get back to where close to where you were as far as dining and stuff like that, that it's going to get tough? Yeah. You know what? We'll be, we're lucky. Um, Like we've said, we've been busy. We've been fortunate. So, I mean, we're, we're We're good. I mean, we'll, we're not going to complain. We'll ride out the storm, but now, we're, we're grateful. We can't complain. There's there's businesses that are, you know, and we're sad too because you know it's just all these big franchising corporations are trying to take over the mom and pop shops, and we feel bad because, you know, we had a few already in our area that closed the doors, and you know we're just we're thankful. We really are. I mean, we're busy. We really are, and we're we're thankful every day. And we're lucky. Have you guys learned anything? Other than the versatility and the uh, how you can do the drive-through more consistently, that only these this situation has brought up that might stick around as part of what you're doing going forward. I think we're more organized. Yeah, if anything, it's helped us be more organized. I think we're. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is we're organization with the drive-through and you know time and make sure times and people aren't waiting as well, long. Yeah, those first like there were first few Friday nights where we were overloaded um with detroit and they take a little bit longer than a regular pizza to eat and um each each week we learn we're like oh okay well we don't can let's just a lot for like 60 pizzas that hour instead of taking 80 pizzas and having people wait and then the other people have to wait and it just is a trickle down theory so um 
it just helped us be more organized where we knew what our limits were per hour and just give people a little more um, pre prepared time. And how has it, uh, as far as ordering supplies and stuff like that, is that more difficult or is it easier because you have a better idea of what you're dealing with? Did you have to kind of find a rhythm of, of your, your ordering on a weekly or monthly basis? Uh, we had a problem with that in the beginning, Matt, with getting our brick cheese. It's a cheese we use from Wisconsin. And we had a difficult time getting that here because, again, COVID, transportation, they couldn't get here. And then the factory, they couldn't make it because they didn't have the employees. So and it took, you know, we had to have a lot of patience with that. There was weeks where we sold out and, and the customers were calling to try to order a Detroit pizza. And one thing here is we don't take any shortcuts and we don't do any substitution. So I wasn't going to substitute another cheese just to put that pizza out. So there was, there was days that we didn't have the, you know, the Detroit pizza because brick cheese is the main focal point, main ingredient for that pie. Um, but every other th place, I think the biggest thing, Matt, too, is the, the price, the increase of, of meat and cheese and yeah, beef. Yeah, beef. Yeah, that's been chicken and what, uh, and um, the shortage of pork there for a little bit and uh, the ground beef, uh, cheesecake prices, crazy. Um, but people have been understanding, you know, we had to adjust our prices slightly, temporary, and, you know, they've been understanding. And kind of going with that, what else do you hear from customers? I'm getting, you hear a lot of customers say they miss coming in, but also they still appreciate having the connection with yes. you guys, even if it's just coming through a line. Yep, yep. I mean, at least I, I say eight out of every 10 customers that come in, like thank us immensely for A, being open and uh, B, still being able to provide a full menu. As you've seen, like in the supermarkets, they were out of flour for a while and yeast. Well, people came here because we had it. So it was kind of, it was not, I mean, it was humbling for us that we were able to, you know, be able to provide that for them. Whereas they couldn't find it anywhere else. They're like, oh, I've been to six supermarkets. And I'm like, oh, I got plenty. <laughs> we, we came up with a few ideas. Uh, the uh, pizza kit was one of the things we came up with months ago. And But the thing is, we, we've always had it. Yeah. But we promoted it, you know, because everybody was home. And then from that point on, we went to a cake kit, where which took off, which took off too. It was near Mother's Day. It was near Easter, and it was just an, another activity that you know, not only you can, with your kids, you can do it with your kids, make it, bake it, and eat it too. So it was it was pretty good. And you mentioned early on when there was a lot of uncertainty that a lot of the younger workers or parents did. Are you back closer to staff wise? what you would normally be at this point? They're slowly starting to come back. Uh, we're not at full staff yet, um, but we've um, at least got a 50% back, so which is a great help. <laughs> but there's still, we still have a lot of college kids who need the money and yeah. their parents, you know, have yeah. no, no problem nope, with them yeah. working. Yeah. So they're here for us, which is great. Yeah, it's been a big help. And final question, we talked about, you mentioned more organized pivot the business have you guys learned anything about yourselves as business owners through this patience I, I think patience has a lot to do with it you know what Matt we only can do so much and and at a, at a, t a timely basis you know yeah that's the thing um I feel sometimes people for like an hour like when you tell them their wait time like, well I mean there's at least 20 tickets ahead of you and we have to prepare your you know your right. items and it's like 
we now become like a personal shopper for them because if they need like something off the shelf or like a Pepsi or a Coke or grated cheese, Chips you know, sliced lunch meat, you know, um, certain cookies out of our pastry case or what have you, you know, we have to get, grab that all together, ring them up, make sure. Send it up to the drive-through, and it's just sometimes it's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> but we make the we make the drive-through fun, Matt. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. we have a pro shop out there with all our t-shirts <laughs> and hats. We have live music. Oh, there's music out there. We have dog bones for the dogs. We have lollipops for the kids that come through. So we make it fun out there too. So it's again, it's something for the community. When you come through the drive-through, it's not just here. Here's your food. See you later. And I said. I said that was the last question I lied. So whenever you are able to open again, how are you running through what it's going to be like in your mind and how special it's going to be and stuff like that? I mean, whether it's going to be at 50% capacity when we first open, you know, we started talking about like, all right, where are we going to arrange the tables or what have you? Um, And then it's just like... It's going to be different, Matt. It's going to be different. I mean, they're not going to give us full operation. Like... I don't know, even with like not being able to have um, things on the table, like, yes, throwaway menus, but um, ketchup, you can't even do ketchup bottles. You would have to give them little portions. Like everything's going to be a little different. And of course, sanitizing everything before the next party comes and sits down at that table. So it's going to take adjusting. Let's, you know, Patricia talks about that. We had a sanitizing uh, business come in, what, a couple months ago? Yeah. A few months ago, and they sanitized the whole entire building, which was, you know, a relief not only for our customers, customers that come in, but also for our employees yeah. and the employees' parents that was, their children right. work. It was here. right after the dining room closed, like right, like two or two three days after that. So we're like, all right, sanitize everything because you don't know what's working, you know. That's it for this episode of KYW In Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.